Hello there and welcome to the Blast to Bless podcast. My name is Rachel and I am so excited to be sharing this episode with you. The message is actually from um, the word that I shared at our youth ministry in our local church. It's called Youth Reload and the theme was pursuing our God-given passion. So what you'll be hearing right now will be coming from that message and I hope and pray that throughout this talk you will be empowered and impacted to live a life that is purposefully passionate. Tonight we are talking about pursuing our God-given passion. So before we start, let us pray. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to move tonight. I pray that every person watching and every person listening will receive their portion and you will burn that passion inside of them so that we can live out the purpose that you've called us to. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So in 2018, when I wrote this first book, little did I know that chapter 2 would be the title of today's passage where I would share the word here at Youth Reload for the first time. God is amazing and the seeds you plant in Him are not wasted. This is a testimony of that and I am excited to share about passion tonight. So first, passion has a few definitions such as an intense driving feeling a strong liking or desire, and an object of desire or deep interest. How many of you here are passionate for something? Maybe you're passionate about cooking, passionate about travel, passionate about watching series, watching movies. I think we use the word passion a lot. But throughout the past week, God reminded me that there are two ways to express passion. First is passion can be passive, meaning there's no action, there's no movement, you have a strong liking, you have a strong desire, but you're in the comfort zone. An example of this would be watching, I don't know, I see a lot of people watching K-drama series or Netflix, and we get so passionate about the story, about the characters, about the posts that people do online about these stories, but we're not involved in the movement. Unfortunately, the companies will not call us tomorrow and say, hey, can you come here at the studio and be a part of the series? We're passionate for the story, we're passionate for the movie, but we can't involve in movement. Unfortunately, that's how we also treat our spiritual life sometimes. We get passionate about watching these things online, passionate about Sunday messages, podcasts, these books, but there's no action. If we stay in the comfort zone of just staying passionate on the inside but not acting, faith without actions is dead. So we cannot stay passively passionate. We need to be actively passionate passionate. To be active is to keep going, to be in the movement. It's not just listening to Sunday messages. It's not just reading these books, but it's applying it in life. And so tonight we will talk about how to be actively passionate, not just liking God, not just liking the word, but to apply it in our lives and see him move 
in each and every one of us for a purpose that he has planned for us long before you were born he already thought of you he already has a purpose for you so if we go to the book of first samuel 16 in verses 5 to 13 we read of the story of david david was a young teenager he's probably some of your age i'm not there anymore but as a young teenager there's a lot we have to walk through in life there's a lot of challenges that you have to face. But in verse 7, David, David was described by God, or rather God said, people look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. David was described as a man after God's own heart. So what set David apart? From everyone else in God's chosen nation, what set David apart to become the king that God chose for his people? David was a passionate person. He was purposefully passionate. If we look here, David was a shepherd at this age. And there are three things he did at a young age as a shepherd that made him passionate for God. First is David stewarded. To steward is to take care of something that's not yours. It's entrusted to you. David was entrusted with the sheep of his father, but he took care of it. In the New Testament, we hear of how a hired person would run away at the first sight of danger and leave the sheep. But David was a good steward because he took care of his father's sheep. He was trustworthy. Second, he was a good shepherd. A good shepherd not only watches the sheep and just stares at them all day the way we do on our phones, but he was active. He trained himself. When the lion and the bear would come, eventually when he faced Goliath, he was ready. He was trained. He stayed active. And third, David soaked in God's presence. This is the key to how we stay passionate, to have a quiet time with God, to love his presence. That's what David did. I don't know about you, but when I was thinking about being in David's position at this time, being away from other people, not having technology, not having all the interesting things that we do in nowadays, I don't know if I would have done the same thing he did. But that's why now we're reminded that even if we live in this time, we were born for such a time as this. And we can still stay and steward what was entrusted to us, the gifts we have to sing, to dance, to play instruments, to encourage others, to give in order to be um, a good leader, we also spend time, we go the extra mile, stewarding that opportunity, that gift, we can do that now. Being a good shepherd for those who lead life groups, for the people who care for others, do that now. We can do that now. You're not too young. God does not disqualify young people. Actually, in the Bible, there are many people, even at young ages, below 10 years old, they were used by God mightily. So don't disqualify yourself because God called you. And so there are two main points here that I also got from how David continued to be actively passionate for God. First is actively passionate people are devoted. As the definition said earlier, being passionate means being devoted to something or someone. And because we are children of God, we have to stay devoted to God. To be devoted means to be loyal, to be intentional, to make the time and give the effort to show that person that I love you. 
I didn't tell my parents about this part, but I want to use them as an example. So um, a lot of people, I think here, especially at BCC, they see my parents as like couple goals. Or at least for me, growing up, I always thought everyone's relationship was just like my parents. Growing up, I realized that's not the case. But I'm very blessed that my parents are not only couple goals in the spotlight, but even behind the scenes. So in terms of romantic relationships, there needs to be a pursuit and there needs to be proving of devotion. So my mom, I'm not sure if <laughs> this is okay to say, but she's not the kind of girl to like flowers or like a bouquet of flowers. She doesn't like really receiving that. Instead, she really appreciates cards. In short, like handwritten drawings, because my dad's very creative. So when he would draw or write cards for her, that's what she would really appreciate. Not that flowers are bad, it's just that for my mom, what really gets her attention, especially when she was younger than my age, that's what really you know, inspired her, made her feel kilig and all that. It's how my dad started showing simple devotion. That's a simple action, but the simple things build a foundation because after that, he would like, bring her home even though he lived far away. Eventually, they did long-distance relationships. She was in America. My dad was here, and they would have to call each other. I think it was like expensive with the big coins and all that. As they would share their story with us. They don't have the gadgets we have. But because of the simple acts of devotion consistently done, their love for each other grew, and that's why I'm here. That's why we're here. Because they knew that devoting themselves to each other would not be easy. It's not easy to be apart from each other on different sides of the world. But because they have a purpose as a couple, my dad proved his devotion, and until now, they both proved their devotion to each other. It takes time. It takes that effort. And our relationship with God should be that way where we choose that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you, Lord, so I'm going to make the choice now to do something about it. It doesn't have to be grand. As mentioned earlier, we often compare ourselves to those on social media. Oh, this person read this book, and they have such cute notes on their Bible. I don't do that. That's not what God asks us to do. We're not supposed to compare, each other, compare ourselves to each other and see what other people are doing. We're supposed to be devoted to God first. And so devotion for God should stem from the love we have for Him. We need to know Him personally in order to grow in a deeper relationship with Him. Quiet time is the key to stay active for passion. And one thing about the quiet time, as my dad shared at Yuppies last week, is that your private life, the quiet time you have, will eventually be reflected in public. What we do now, maybe sometimes for those here, you're not noticed or appreciated by everyone else, but that doesn't mean God doesn't see you. The small things you do, the things you do in the quiet place, God sees it. And he will eventually show you how it affects your public life, the things other people see. Because one of the things, as I mentioned about writing books, is the hype or the excitement that we feel at one point, it's not going to stay there every single day of the year because our emotions change. I had a friend, we were talking on YouTube about this. Why is it that sometimes when I spend time with God, I don't hear him? Why is it that when I read the Bible, I don't feel the passion? Why is it that when I spend time with God, things seem to be out of control? Why is nothing happening? 
it's because we live in this imperfect life. We're imperfect people. But the truth is God doesn't change even if our emotions do. So even if your emotions are changing and you feel like, God, this passion is getting out of me, I'm, I'm feeling exhausted and burnt out, well, God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He loves you, and he planned you out with a purpose. That doesn't change. So even if we don't feel the excitement, being devoted to God means staying in that quiet time, even if it doesn't always feel the same. Because if that's honestly what I did, these books wouldn't be here. There are many days in 2018 that I wasn't feeling my best. But if I stopped, people all over the world and all the testimonies I've received wouldn't have happened. And it's by the grace of God. God doesn't let you keep going on your own. He's there by the Holy Spirit's power to give you the strength and the grace to keep going. So stay devoted to God. One thing I also tell my life group girls is... Whenever they ask me about quiet time and how do you do your devotional time, I tell them what you see me doing now, the time I spend with God in the morning, sometimes it can reach an hour. That took nine years for me to learn to be consistent. And I'm not even perfect at it now. So where, whatever stage you're at in life right now, choose to start devoting yourself to God, even in the simple things. Whether it's just starting with a few minutes continue that and eventually you'll see yourself growing as pastor shared last night for the uh, fire day he said that we need that fresh revelation from god and that needs to come from our quiet time our devotion to god because our devotion to god affects number two the direction we get actively passionate people are directed if our lives were movies whatever your favorite movie is, whatever characters you like, imagine them as the character not following the story. Imagine them trying to do whatever they wanted to do. The story would be different. If our lives are movies, God is our director. He's the one who knows the beginning to the end. He knows how the story will happen. There will be hard moments. There will be battles to be fought, but that's not your end. You have victory in Jesus. So if we want to live passionate for God, we need a direction from him. We need to know where to go and what to do. I'm not sure if any of you have dream cars. I don't really have a dream car, but imagine your dream car filled with gas no matter the gas price, imagine it filled with gas, ready to go on a trip, but there's no direction. There's no GPS, no map, you're on your own to figure out where you need to go. The thing is, God has a direction for us, but the enemy knows that too. The enemy will try to put all the signs around you to get you to go on a detour. Maybe you'll get distracted. My dad says sometimes opportunities can be obstacles. But how will you know if you don't have direction? We need direction because the enemy will try to get us disappointed. But if we have a direction from God, then we can keep going because we know that God is faithful. And the thing is, direction comes from our devotion with God. It comes from the quiet time that we have with Him. Living in this world, we have information overload. I think we've heard that quite a few times. 
where there's a lot of things going on in the world, especially right now, and we can have so many voices trying to get into our mind. That's why our whole health is affected, whether it's our mind, body, or spirit. Our whole beings are affected right now because of everything going on and all the noise that we're experiencing. But that's why quiet time is needed. That's why God... And even Jesus, when he walked on this earth, he modeled how important it was to have quiet time. Because that's where you get the direction. That's where you know that even if you're the only one walking on the narrow road and everyone's going on the other roads of life, you will not sway because you know that God has this destination prepared for you. And it's greater than anything you can ask or imagine. In Jeremiah 7, 9, it says that the heart is deceitful above all things. In Proverbs 4.23, it says that guard your heart above all else because out of it flows your life. So if we are to guard our hearts, if the hearts are the most deceitful things in this life, why do we have a heart? When we say guard your heart, that doesn't mean isolate yourself because isolation does not help you grow. When you isolate yourself, you can't passionately serve God and compassionately serve people. We were created for relationships. That's why Adam, at the very beginning, he had a relationship with God, and God saw his need and made Eve so they could have a relationship. We need relationships, but they need to be guarded, meaning we filter what comes into this treasure. What's inside of us is a treasure. God has a purpose for you. We have to value it like a treasure. Because if we allow anything in this world to just come in, we can get drained. Without that direction, we can fight battles that are not for us. It's so easy to comment on other people's profiles and to get involved with celebrities' lives and all these different forms of entertainment that we have, but they can distract us from our purpose and eventually we feel drained when we spend so much time filling ourselves with those things and we don't guard our hearts. But here's the good news. In Philippians 4, 4 to 8, it says that when we rejoice, when we give thanks, when we are not anxious but choose to pray and to put God first, His peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. What does that mean beyond all understanding? It means that when you're facing something that you cannot even comprehend, God, why am I going through this? Why am I staying faithful to going to church, to being a part of a life group, to reading your word, and I'm going through this stuck in a pit moment? God, I don't understand what's happening in our family. I don't understand what's happening with my friends with school. In those moments, you don't understand God does. So the peace that is beyond all understanding will guard your heart and mind. You're not alone in this. When we're passionate for God, you're not left alone. He's given us the Holy Spirit to keep us empowered. We have grace to empower us and enable us, enable us to do the things that he planned in advance long before we even knew. You have a purpose the passion inside you is there for a reason, but we need to stay devoted and directed to God. Another thing is boundaries. When it comes to guarding our hearts, there will eventually be boundaries. But the thing with living in Christian life is sometimes we put the boundaries first out of our own understanding and we get tired. Sometimes we use ministry. Um, I was talking about this with my dad last week. 
how sometimes we can use ministry as a sort of excuse. Why are you so tired? Why are you so busy? Oh, because of ministry. Oh, I still have to do life group. I still have to do this. There are times I've felt that. But the reason why my perspective changed was because I was reminded that I have to stay devoted to God because out of a genuine love comes the boundaries. Out of the genuine love comes the way that you treat other people in your relationships. In a romantic relationship, when you're devoted to that one person, you don't go looking at everyone else and lusting after them or looking at them all the time. You stay devoted, or we should stay devoted, to that one person. When we're devoted to God and we really know Him, we really love Him, there's nowhere else to go but to naturally come out with those boundaries, to naturally do the things that Jesus wants us to do, that He modeled for us to do. We don't need to keep thinking, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. It comes naturally. It comes naturally that you don't watch the movies that are not pleasing. It comes naturally that we don't read books that are not helping our health, whole being-wise. It comes naturally that we say words that bring life and not death. It comes naturally that we serve other people, serve our families, serve our friends. It comes out of that devotion, out of that love that we have for God. David was directed by God because he devoted himself to God. He had passion and the patience and the perseverance to go through all the challenges, all the betrayal, all the sin, the mistakes, all the heartache. He was able to go through it and live the purpose God had planned for him. Not because he was perfect, but because he was purposefully passionate. As God's children, as disciples of Jesus, we are to be purposefully passionate. We're not just passively passionate, sitting across from the screen, listening, being inspired, but not doing anything. We are to be purposefully passionate, actively living out the calling that God has for us. It doesn't mean we're in a church building 24-7. It could just mean spending time with someone and listening to them. It could just mean serving your parents, showing a change of character, the fruit of the Spirit working in your life. And when it comes to comparison, comparison is an interruption of devotion and a distractor from devotion as well. Comparison interrupts the direction we get from God because if we see other people such as those here always present on this stage, always faithful to their calling, we can feel like there's nothing left for us to do. Sometimes when I look on other social media accounts and I see Wow, so many people are being impacted by their lives, and sometimes these people aren't even sharing good things. They're not even pleasing to God. Yet why do so many people seem to watch their videos, seem to stay active there? If I keep comparing myself, which I did for a time, I would lose that interest to do it myself. I would lose the interest to follow the direction that God has for me, to share the words that He put on my heart during my devotion time. When I kept comparing myself to other people, it, it distracts you from what God has told you because you start thinking, is this even good enough? What she's sharing is so powerful. What God shared to me is so simple. Is this even going to make an impact? Comparison is an interruption of direction and a distractor from your devotion. Don't compare. Stay focused on your devotion time with God. The thing about passionate people 
is they also don't have a checklist. I just want to insert this. When we're passionate for God and we have a devotion time with Him, when we have direction from Him, it shouldn't come as a checklist. Maybe you think, oh, she wrote two books at the age of 22 and she has a YouTube channel and a blog and all that. I have to do that too. That's not part, we don't need to have a checklist in order for us to live the purpose God has for us. In a romantic relationship, sometimes we have checklists as girls. I don't know if you do, but sometimes we have a checklist like, okay, if this guy is here, here. But that's not how a relationship grows, not by just sticking to a checklist. We need a direction from God to know if this person is right for us, if this person will live in the purpose God has for this relationship. In our time with God, it's not about a checklist. Okay, I have to do this in the morning so that I'm okay with God. You don't have to earn your way into God's love. He loves you where you are right now. There's a quote that says, God loves you where you are right now, but he loves you so much to not leave you where you are right now. God loves you already. You don't have to earn your way into his love. So let go of the checklist. It's a relationship. I want each and every one of us tonight, whether you've known God for a long time and all your life or not, to find that genuine love that you have for him. We may be unworthy, but Jesus died on the cross and saw us as worth it. And after he rose again, he gave us the Holy Spirit. We have the word of God to live a passionate life for him. There's a quote that says, when you conquer your passions, you conquer your world. So what are your passions? What are you passionate about? Is it passive passion? Is it active passion? What are you passionate about? Because this is my story. What's yours gonna be? Don't stay passively passionate. Become an actively passionate person for God, living in the purpose that he has for you. Stay devoted to God, be directed by God, and see the places he will take you and the people you will impact in this life. Tonight, I pray that each and every one of us listening, that you will grasp that passion. You know who you are in Jesus, and you discover that passion to do something meaningful in this life, to leave a legacy for the next people after us, the generations after us. I pray that tonight will be the start of a different life, that we will live fully passionate for God and compassionate for people. God's not done with you yet. The reason why I wrote these books is to tell people that God has a purpose for you and you need God to fulfill that purpose. So God's not done with you yet. You have a story. Let that passion inside you burn. Stay burning and keep the fire burning inside of you, going in the direction that God has called you to go through. So tonight I'm going to pray for all of us, those here and those online, and I'm excited for what God will do after tonight. God, I thank you for this time where we get to be in, not just inspired and not just impacted, but fueled with the passion and the grace to live out the purpose that you've called us to do. I pray for everyone who is watching tonight that these words will not just stay from a screen, but that each and every one of them will understand that you love them, that they have a purpose, and that there's so much more that they can do in this life when they stay devoted and when they get direction from you. 
I pray that not only will you use them and speak to them, but their families, their friends, more and more people will be impacted by the power of the Holy Spirit working in them. I pray that they understand, God, that you have a purpose beyond what they could ask or imagine. And that when we keep that passion active, you will also be there with us to keep going and to live in that purpose. God, we praise you and we lift all the glory and honor to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Passion with a drive but without direction is dangerous. Be actively passionate. Stay devoted to God and directed by Him. Fan the flame, fuel your passion, and follow the direction that God gives you. I hope and pray that you were encouraged and impacted by this message. Remember that I am blessed to bless, you are blessed to bless, we are all blessed to bless. I'll talk to you soon.